Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, people, I think it's finally going to happen on April 27th. Jekyll and Hyde, get right or can't get right. We don't know which team is going to show up. We'll talk to you about it. And last but not least, Cam Newton out here looking for work. We'll talk about all that right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about all of the moves the Falcons have made as of late, and we know they've made a lot. And it's a laundry. And I saw a post on from d about all the moves the Falcons have made. They have been super uber busy. Yes. And I think this, these moves right here, uh, specifically Mike Hughes, cornerback who was drafted out of uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. in 2018 as a first-round draft pick. So he will be joining the Falcons on a two-year contract. And, and also they resigned. They brought back Cornell Armstrong. Now. With that being said, T, the Falcons have added on every level of the defense. Defensive tackle, off-ball linebacker, corner, safety. But there's one particular position (laughs) that they haven't added to yet. T, is April 27, 2023 finally going to happen and draft that position hey, you know what position i'm talking about yes we certainly <laughs> certainly hope so we certainly hope so i mean everything else like you said has been shored up your secondary is quite fine you've got some good depth there slowly but surely you're getting your interior all squared away you even got a couple linebackers that you threw in there just for kicks and giggles so if you got the trenches set and you have the secondary set, there's only one place for you to go. Get yourself some help on the edge. Yes. Because at, at the end of the day, that's, that's that's the one thing that we feel like it has been missing from this team. Yes. Shoot, ever since 2017, the last right. time they made the playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. those are some of the people that you still had on the team that you know, not necessarily count on every third and long, but you had some right. guys that you know that will be close to the quarterback once that time came. And I mm-hmm. think that when you ha- go for so long without having primary guys to count on, it, it just – you kind of get used to it, right? And you start s- spewing out all of this ridiculousness, talking about best player available when, you know, you haven't been able to win up front on either side of the football uh, for the past few years. Um, and I will and I'll give them a pass for the last year because, you know, being able to establish yourselves running the football as one of the better running um, team, football teams in the entirety of the NFL, yep. third best to, uh, to be specific on that, I think that established – you're starting to establish yourself. And I think that once you start to establish yourself up front offensively, mm-hmm. you need to start now to starting to establish yourself on the defensive side of the football. And that starts with guys – 
who can get home on third down, T. It does. It really, really does. And this goes to the very philosophy that Terry Fontenot kind of previewed for us for the first time, at least from what we've heard this year, which is that you do have to build the entire defense in order to get the guys that get home because at every level you need to be sure that you're shored up. So I feel like right. they've definitely done that. And again, we're looking at a board one through seven that in all likelihood will be quarterback stacked. So mm -hmm. that'll allow them to me, this may be arguably, and, and hey, this takes nothing away from Chris Lindstrom, by the way, because that was a fantastic get. Absolutely. And even AJ Terrell, a great get in the mid round middle of the first round as well. But to be at eight, and no offense to Kyle Pitts or even Drake London, but I'm still going to say to be at eight and not have to move up far, if you have to move up at all. And Jarvis, we don't talk about this very often, but there's a good chance they can even move back and get another mm -hmm. asset or two, depending on just how things go really with uh, one, two, three, right? Really right. with the Bears, the Texans, and the Panthers. That's really what's going to dictate the rest of the the first round especially the early first round i feel like they are in excellent condition to get, get exactly who they want and need and jarvis not just a player as far as like best player available although in this case it's probably going to be a little bit of both but to get a player who can literally hit the ground running because you already have players who can hit the ground running and will so to get a guy who can have an immediate impact i think that's going to be crucial as well yeah that i mean because like I said, this draft right here has a potential to, for something to happen that has never happened before. Mm -hmm. You're talking about quarterback, four quarterbacks going in the top yes. five potentially. That could that scenario could play out. And then when happen when you have those those quarterbacks being scrunched up at the top of the draft like that, that's gonna do nothing but push those position players down. Will Anderson yes. is gonna get drafted later. You mm -hmm. know, Tyree Wilson is gonna be drafted later, and Jalen Carter gonna be drafted later. So that's yes. three guys right there that I just named that. The Falcons should take a long, hard look at it. And yeah. I, I thought it was pretty interesting about the report coming out of Athletic from, uh, from my guy Josh saying that, hey, the Falcons are probably going to do a hard pass on Carter. I don't necessarily agree with that. But mm -hmm. like you said, with the way things are going to go down, which I feel like everybody pretty much feels like it's going to happen. Yeah. With all those guys getting pushed down, mm -hmm. the Falcons are going to have their pick of a guy who can get, put his hand in the dirt or get in the two-point stance and rush the passer. Now, yeah. T, one thing that we've been talking about for a very long time, it seems like, ever since Dansby Swanson walked out of that door mm -hmm. and out of Cobb County, not Atlanta, yeah. Cobb County, <laughs> um, is who's going to fill that spot? Who's going to be the guy to fill in that spot? And we've been told Orlando Arcia and, and uh, Vaughn Grissom were those mm -hmm. guys. And to the yeah. point where Vaughn Grissom had gone down to New Orleans to get some work with uh, Uncle Ron, Ron Washington, mm -hmm. who's the infield expert. But we found out yesterday that Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemate have been optioned to triple AT. Yeah. So what is you what do you I mean, what do you think the 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 Braves line of thinking is on this one as far as, okay, we're gonna get the guy, one of the guys that was up for the position, and we got another young guy that plays that same position. We're going to offer him down to the same team, yeah, and put Orlando Arcia as the starter. What what what's going on here? Yeah, I feel like with the Orlando Arcia placement there, obviously he'll be the starter for the season. But I think he's literally just the safe bet. Apparently, mm -hmm. there's one little piece, and I'm going to have to call it on his fielding, right, Von right. Grissom's fielding. 
I think there's just a piece that's missing. And because that piece is missing, I think that ultimately you just, the the Braves want to be on the safe side, right? Now, here was an interesting back and forth as well, which I don't know. It depends on whose report you want to believe, right? Because you had Justin Toscano coming out with information, Mark Bowman coming out with information, and Peter Gammons. Now, Mark Bowman of MLB.com says that, hey, Vaughn Grissom is fine. There's no injury there. He played nine innings yesterday. He practiced yesterday. Went three it's for four. Like, not re- right. Yeah. It's just that he's not ready. Right. And he's been hitting around 371. So yes. he's just not ready 100% probably on the field perspective. Braden Shoemake has been having a nice spring training as well. Just not ready. Now, Justin Toscano of the AJC stated the same thing and even went so far as to say from a union perspective – you really can't put that injured. You can't send that injured player down to AAA, right? Because right. that's going to pose an issue. Peter Gammons, however, says that last week his sources told him that there might be an issue there with Grissom with a hernia, uh, and I believe mm-hmm. Peter Gammons is also with the Athletic as well as MLB Network. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how this plays out. But because of that union piece, I almost slant towards Mark Bowman and Justin Toscano and think. No, the Braves just didn't see something that they wanted to see to make them pull the trigger for Vaughn Grissom as the starter. But that does not mean that we won't see him, even if it's platoon style, early in the season. And we know if we get to that trade deadline and all we have is Arcia as a stopgap or Arcia as a stopgap, and we still haven't seen the progress we need to see out of Grissom and Shoemake, Alex Anthopoulos is going to make a move. And we can't name the last time other than letting Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman go. But as far as an acquisition, especially a midseason acquisition, we can't name the last time that that didn't work out in the Braves' favor. Yeah, and I think I have no issue or or no qualms about him um, waiting to the trade deadline to make a move if Indeed. need be. But because I think that ultimately you have some good options, mm-hmm, and I think do. more so, I skew towards this maybe being a depth thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you said. You start, you play it safe, Orlando Arcia at the, you know, start off. And because, you know me, I, I want the young guys to play. I want to see sure. what they're what they what they working with. But like you said, Von Grissom has got off to the start from a, uh, at the plate. A mm-hmm. really good start. Bradden up, what, 370, like yeah. you mentioned. And then Shoemake, his his defense wasn't never in question. It was right. his bat that they exactly. talked about <laughs> that he needs to work on. So I think yeah. it, I think we're starting to see some things as, to, as we talk this thing out. I think we're starting mm-hmm. to see, right? One guy might not necessarily be up to speed where he needs to be uh, right. on, 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 on opposite ends of both of those spectrums. One bat, yep. one's you know defensive prowess. So I think I think this this is something that the Braves can afford to be patient yes. with when it comes exactly. to like who they're going to have at that shortstop spot. And I think right. that I think it all play itself out as, yeah. as the season gets rolling. And worst case scenario, they even have Ahiri Adrianza to be yeah. the backup. I'm going to call him the backup to the backup because RC yes. is essentially a backup. So he's the backup or the stopgap there. Or if Brian Sticker wants to give Orlando RC a rest day, you still have Adrianza and he's still solid enough to get you what you need on offense and defense. Yeah, that's that's like like the things that we talk about when as far as the Braves quote unquote issues, yes. like teams 
wish they would have. Oh, they, yeah. they pray for these type yeah, of issues to have when you're talking yeah, about like, riches. yeah, the embarrassment of riches is, 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 is real this year for the Atlanta Braves. So I'm not too concerned about it. I just thought it was a yeah. little interesting mm-hmm. that, that they would send those two down there that play the same exact position. So yeah. y'all tell me how that works out. <laughs> but we shall see as the Braves get going March the 30th. Um, as they're getting ready to wow. uh, crank this thing up, we are mm-hmm. almost here to It is crazy yeah. how this season is rolled around so quickly. Now, we're talking about a season rolling around. How about this? You know March Madness is all the way off yes. into the races. <laughs> yes, <laughs> So we have upsets and everything. So what I need you to do, I need you to go to fandu.com slash locked on that is the number one sports book in america yes that's FanDuel. and if you are a new customer they got the no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win so if you bet it on you know virginia you know to go and you lost your money like they might be able to give you a little something back on that so you know to go towards something else and then you can bet on everything from the money line the point scores the threes drain they got everything right there waiting just for you so you know that conclude you know the spread the money line the total player props and more exclusive bets even th- they even let you combine their bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports bet partner sports betting partner of the nba yeah you're absolutely right the perfect time to take advantage of the fact that there are four number one seeds knocked out of the NBA, NCAA tournaments combined this early in history. This is the first time it's ever happened. So, yeah, you might want, if you're a betting person and a gambler, this might be your time. So, yes, But if you'd asked me a couple games ago if I was betting on there being a different sort of issue at the four spot, if you know what I mean, I would have said, no, no, we're actually – in a situation of embarrassment of riches with the Hawks as well. Sadiq Bay coming up and Jalen Johnson just balling out. This is, it just had a really, really nice stretch really since Quinn, Quinn Snyder took over. Right. Yeah. And we got word yesterday that he had an MRI done. And unfortunately after missing two straight games, he's a mild left hamstring strain, a mild left groin strain, and he's going to be out at least. Yeah. At least a week. That just sounds painful so you look at what he brought to the table and if you look at that that small sample size of about five games he was averaging five points per game but that's not the important part the important part is 42 percent from the field he was taking quality shots and the other piece there is the rebound number just kept going up and then the third piece Jarvis is you can't always tell it in the stat line, but he was giving the Hawks some necessary defense on the perimeter, which really made yes. me think to myself, oh, dear, what does this mean for the Hawks as they fight for their playoff lives and fight to stay in that eight spot in the East? I think you're going to take a little bit of a hit, right? Because when you yeah. think about, you know, Mr. Microphone, um, you know, he's Jalen is doing what Mr. Microphone, for those you don't know, that's that's. That's John Collins. Um, <laughs> you know, he's the guy that was supposed to be the guy to go get you those rebounds, scrap, play defense, be able to defend on the perimeter on a consistent basis. And I think that, you know, with – and we even seen, you know, John Collins not be in games 
towards the end of the fourth quarter because of those things that I just mentioned. So I, I think that when you have a guy like Jalen go down like this, like I said, for a week or so, we, right. we, we only looking at, what, 11 games left in the season. So this is – this is crucial, I and mean, I was because I was um, I was uh, reading some things this morning as far as that eighth playoff spot. Things are tight. The Toronto is a half a game, and even the Chicago Bulls are with uh, with arms reach of the Atlanta Hawks if they start to slip. So I think this is something of the things that you know, and reason why that that eighth spot is so important is like you have to lose two games yes. to not make the playoffs. So exactly. like, and you have home games in those particular situations as mm-hmm. well. So those are some of the things that. You know, it's not necessarily the sixth spot, but it is some advantage to stay in yes. that eighth spot for the Hawks going forward. But I think that with Jalen Johnson going down, you're going to look to a guy like Sadiq Bay to step his game up some more. I've been liking what I've been seeing from a perimeter standpoint. I think he's been coming around on that. You know, he has his lapses from time to time, but I'm okay with that. But I think John Collins is the guy that's going to have to step up even more um, consistently for, throughout four quarters in order to be in the games at the end. And, and be a factor, you know, into how, why they win games uh, coming down the stretch. And A.J. Griffin, I think, is going to benefit as well because, you know, he's had a little bit of a slump, sort of the rookie slump and the slump from coming from All-Star Weekend, right? But yes. he really had a nice game against the Spurs. He looked like he was getting his touch back. So hopefully when you are able to, I don't know, kind of play playground basketball against the Pistons, as we hope they do. I think that'll right. bode well for A.J. Griffin also. And hopefully he can regain his touch, regain his confidence in these last 11 games as hopefully the Hawks approach the playoffs and he'll be able to experience his first playoffs. So I think that's also a positive. Not that they play the same spot, but, you know, A.J. is one of those guys who could kind of sort of play across the two, three, four. So I think that's going to bode well for him too. Now you spoke of 48 minutes. We can't seem to get 48 minutes to save our lives for the Hawks. You think about this crazy stat. 25 games, the last 25 games, they have been at 500, below 500, or above 500 by exactly one game. 25 straight games. You don't know if they're going to be even, up one, or down one. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. And it speaks to the – it's a macrocosm – of the microcosm we saw in the Spurs game of the Jekyll and Hyde that this team is. It just, it is. So you think about this and the good news is this. They played the Pistons three times this season, beat them by five points in the first game, beat them by 24 points in the second game, beat them by 25 in the last game. And when you look at their injury report, forget Cade Cunningham is like their injury report is like the walking wounded. So there's no reason that the Hawks should lose this. Right. I mean, this should be a get back right game. Or do you think, my goodness, that it's going to be a can't get right game? Uh, I mean, as, as far as especially coming off Sunday, like I've stripped myself of all the expectations <laughs> from it. That's all. It's like, like oh, whoever, boy. like they can be playing the doggone, uh, the process right. 76ers when we knew the for Rockets. a fact they were trying to lose. Yeah. The Houston or the Houston Rockets, like when they just lined up everybody on the roster. If you're over 20 years old, you can't play for us. Right. And, you know, we're trying to get the number one, a number one pick next exactly. year. We're trying to get all the lottery balls. But yes. it, it just doesn't matter with this team. Like, and, Or they might come out against the Boston Celtics and, and, and run them to the fourth quarter and then lose the game by three points. That's just mm-hmm. how this team has been. So, yeah. But with all that being said, like, 
Like you for those things you just mentioned, there's mm-hmm. no reason why they shouldn't win this game. Yeah. Am I expecting them to win this game? Hell no. <laughs> like, right. no yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely not. Absolutely nope. not. I am not expecting them to win this game. I'm not going to even do that to myself for right. the rest of this season. <laughs> like, I'll get like, my, you're going to preserve my, your mental. I'm going to preserve my mentals and take care of my chicken like my main man, Marshall yeah. Lynch, said. Yeah, so I, I don't think that the Hawks should have any issues beating this team. I just think that, you know, it's all about locking in. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to be consistent. If yes. you lock in on defense – and, and and create off of that offensively because you have the weapons. Like it's not like Clear. oh we don't have anybody who can score the ball. Yeah, right. you do. It's just like it all starts on the defense inside of the court. Yes, and I so love what Quinn Snyder said after Sunday's game. I thought it was a real important thing because it's it's a mindset, right? Right. He said, "Listen, this is the NBA where every team has moments where they lapse." But what you're looking for is maybe a four-minute lapse. And this is these are his words, a four-minute lapse or a six-minute lapse. That's understandable. But you can't be lapsing for, like, whole halves. 24 and then of them. That make, doesn't right, get the work. Not 24. <laughs> like, no, no, no. He didn't say nope. four times six. He said four or six. Okay? Yes. That's the lapse mm-hmm. that he was talking about. And I thought exactly. that our guys, Andy and Randy, made a hilarious comment. And I was like, oh, I got to share this with Jarvis. They go, and on top of what Quinn said about the four to six minutes, can it not be like four minutes all together? Can you just have like a 45 second lapse here, maybe a two minute lapse there? Like, let's not. Oh, yeah, I'm playing NBA basketball. Okay, all right, cool. Okay, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Let's not just get yeah, it. Right, 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 right. I'm a professional. Oh, I'm a, a professional. Oh, I'm oh my bad. Ball. I can't play defense. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I can't. Play. Right, right. I do I have athletic like, ability. <laughs> I and I should, and I will. Yes. Those are moments, or wait a minute. Positive affirmations. Right. I'll make when it comes to the Hawks. Yeah. Like, if they throw on you know a song that you like because sometimes you'll see the guys you know kind of dope kind of drifting off because right. they're dancing in their heads and then sometimes they actually dance for real for real okay mm-hmm. that's your 45 seconds to like yeah, tap see. out yeah but we just need you to cool. tap back in sooner rather than later that's the most important point but i thought that was very powerful that quinn snyder made that statement because here's the thing everything he's doing right now is trying to assess where this team is priming the even pump. now I, I call it exactly. yeah he's not right, right because the the offense that he runs which is a bit complicated it's a motion offense that has a whole lot of little nuances to it that you are not going to teach in 18 or 22 games it's just not going to happen yeah. but if okay, you can I'll put bits and pieces <laughs> in right if you can put bits and pieces in to see how these players are going to respond then yeah i think absolutely that's what quinn snyder is doing so again it's been up and down even through his tenure right but you got to remember that he is still inputting he's implementing philosophies right and when he makes those kinds of statements he knows that there are listeners as in listeners on his team so yeah i i look to see i'm actually going to pay attention to that and hope to talk about it tomorrow jarvis whether or not i could see stretches of time more than six minutes that were actually like oh god they tapped out they checked out oh dear god but what you don't ever want to check out on is locked on sports today because you're going to miss something you could miss where aaron Rodgers is finally going to land or you can miss if somehow the falcons miraculously tip their hand and say we're going to draft an edge rusher named jalen carter or will anderson or somebody like that you never know The only way you know is if you watch Locked On Sports today. They'll give you all of their reaction and insight to each and everything that they see in all sports. And, of course, 
got the World Baseball Classic coming up. USA has an opportunity to go back to back. So don't forget, they have their take of the day, just like we have for the culture. And if you want to check them out after you check out ATL Day Ones, they are on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Locked on Sports Atlanta family. We appreciate you all for subscribing and liking our YouTube channel. We also appreciate you for downloading our podcast on wherever you find your podcast. You know you can find us right there and we're right there waiting for you. If you have not subscribed or liked to our YouTube channel, make sure you do that. We're on our way to 6,000 subscribers. I told y'all we were going to get there. So might as well go ahead and join the party because we over here chilling. We in the cool part of the club and, you know, we over here vibing. So get with us or get ran over. But see, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Cam Newton, you know how he gets down on social T. You know, he kind of makes everything a pretty big deal. You know, he dropped a video. He comes on. You know, ain't no ain't no 32 randos better than me. So I'm like, okay, all right, what's going on here? Then you start seeing him throwing a football to somebody in a in a nice uh in in uh facility, practice facility. And then the next thing you know, he announces that he will be throwing at Auburn's Pro Day today, T. Is Cam Newton trying to get a job? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, help me out with this one. Yeah, th- that was so odd. But then I said, well, it was Cam Newton, so then it made Cam, it not so odd. Like, it's Cam, Cam, Cam will go Cam every time. Uh, yeah, he does <laughs> odd things. He really, really does. Here's the thing. I'm going to go in the opposite, opposite direction of most. Most people are like, Cam, it's just time to retire. It's time to let it go. The arm strength isn't there. He slowed down a whole lot. And when we last Took saw a him, too, by the way, exactly. Yeah, when yeah. we last saw him, think was he with the Panthers? He was back with the Panthers, with the Panthers and it yeah. wasn't anywhere close to his first run in Carolina. So, Oof. with that said, however, I'm a person who switched careers, and mm-hmm. I'm all about do what you love. So I'm not willing to tell somebody ever that they need to hang it up when it's something that they love if they're not ready to do it. Yeah. That said, I should probably just put him on the altar and just pray that he'll just, yeah, make that move. So, yeah. I mean, because, at, 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 like, he's, and I hate to go this route. Like, you know, I'm, I've never been a guy to, you know, the getting folks' pockets and everything. He's made uh, an exorbitant amount of money playing the quarterback position, like playing the, playing the uh, game that he loves. And I, I like Cam as a personality. I want to see what that post yeah. football career looks like he has a podcast going on and i've got a chance to check out a, a few minutes of it and here and there but and i think that cam is on to something because he's yeah. a personality he's he's from atlanta so what else would you expect so yeah, yeah. that's just how we get down here but and so, he's yeah, one of the I best cigar it, bars in the city if not the best cigar bar yes. it is absolutely amazing so yes. yeah and his foundation yeah, does some great things too so yeah he has a life after football that's waiting for him but like i said you hang up the cleats when you feel like all the love, all of the playing, it's just all out of your system. And I guess for him, he's just not there yet. Yeah. I mean, and hey, at the end of the day, in NFL, we already know, like, most of the time, all the 32 going to tell you whether or not when it's time. So <laughs> we we shall see if that um, warrants any uh, private workouts because, you know, anybody, pretty much anybody can go um, throw on a pro day if they want to. Right. You know, who's going to tell Cam Newton, no, he can't throw at Auburn's pro day? So, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one, T. And, and, and last but not least, before we before we get out of here, I want to definitely want to drop this on you. 
Now, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. now we know he's a different type of cat. Like, right. we know that. But this exchange after the game against the Memphis Grizzlies was a little interesting. And you know how the guys, you know, they swap jerseys and everything. But Dylan Brooks, you know, whose name has been in the news about yes. <laughs> NBA drama Anything, as much as John Morant has been yes. in. <laughs> you know, name has been in there. So uh, he tried to do the whole jersey swap thing. So Dylan Brooks gave Kyrie the jersey, gave Kyrie, uh, I mean, Kyrie gave him his jersey. But Kyrie didn't stick around to get his jersey. And then he talked about it in the post-game press and said, you know, I'll get it next time. I've moved, I had moved on from a thought process standpoint. How should Dylan Brooks feel about that one, T? Some type of way. <laughs> a famous philosopher one just once said. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Some type of way. Yeah. Because wow. I wow. I felt like, yes. you know, Kyrie is above it. So he wouldn't necessarily be the person who's looking at him like you're trash or like you're not on my level or, you know, messy Marvin, but it is the NBA and the NBA is the pettiest of all the leagues. You can always (laughs) count on the petty, you know? So I wasn't even trying either. He's just being himself. Like he doesn't have to try to be petty. He he doesn't have to be. He plays the, in the NBA. That is a prerequisite. Yes. When you you sign the contract, I'm just sure somewhere in there, there's a clause. Level of petty. Level of of petty rises. Exactly. Level of petty. Yes. (laughs) Should rise to the highest level and you should have previous experience practicing petty. Yes. You need to have your PP before you go into the NBA. Say what you want, Kyrie. I still feel a little bit petty. Yes, absolutely. We all and we we won't be petty if you come back and continue to make ATL Day Ones your first listen today. And after you you know you do that, make sure that you make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day. It is free and available wherever you download this podcast. And last but not least, before we get out of people, you know I do this each and every day. If you don't do anything else, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Oh, 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 oh,